The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Sneakers and cleats. The podcast. You're just chewing ice over here. <laughs> Welcome to the Sneakers and Cleats podcast. It's Friday, December 15th. This is episode 61. I'm Matt Roy. This is Rocky Garza stepping in for the guys this week. It's obviously, it's one of those times where it's like everybody's schedule's all messed up because mm-hmm. of the Christmas and all the holidays and stuff. So Zach's on vacation this week. Uh, David Chancellor's going to the uh, Lakers and Spurs game tonight. Ooh. I went on Wednesday. I did not break the curse. Sorry, guys. Uh, and then Don and Chuck broke off on Friday. So, Rocky, you kind of have to step in, step away from the assignment desk upstairs. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's kind of rare when I step away. Uh, my manager's not here. So, I was like, you know what? I got a photo to watch the assignment desk. <laughs> Sorry, David. Um, anyway, so number 61 is uh, kind of an interesting one, kind of close to a lot of Cowboys fans' hearts, though. Nate Newton, number, good, big number 61, three Super Bowls. With the Cowboys, I think was there from 87 to 96. Yep. Uh, and then when he left, you were born, and they haven't been good since. No, and like I was joking with you, it's in my LinkedIn profile. Literally, the year I was born, the Cowboys have not won anything, so maybe I'm the jinx. I think you are. I, th- I don't know how to fix that, though, so, you know, they're kind of screwed. Maybe I just, just support a different team, then we'll start winning. Don't ple- don't like the Broncos. Thanks. We're- <laughs> We're good. We're, we're bad enough. Um, other 61s I wrote down. So Roger Maris obviously, obviously was not 61, mm-hmm. um, but he had the record of 61 until what, two years ago with uh, Aaron Judge. So was it last year? No, two years ago. Two, two, se- years. two seasons yeah, ago. Two, seasons, two ago, yeah. seasons ago. Last year, but two seasons ago. Um, yeah, so 61, I put him down because obviously when I think of 61, I do think of Roger Maris um, because of his record that he had. So 61 uh, there, and he actually also did that in 1961, so fun fact. And then we also got Josh Beckett. Uh, he was 61 with the Dodgers and the Marlins. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his best years were with the Marlins and the Red Sox. So uh, close to my heart. I love Josh Beckett. But any other 61s come to mind? No, I was just, uh, I was telling you before this, too. Like I was trying to think of 61s, and then I saw you put Nate Newen, and I was like, well, I'm a Cowboys fan. I like Nate Newen. He's big and strong, and you always see those videos of him. So I'll stay with Nate Newton. Fun fact, two NBA players ever have worn the worn the number 61. I did not write it down, but I'm just telling you just two players. <laughs> All right, a little bit of housekeeping before we get started. So after today, we will not be back on t- until Tuesday. Usually we have Monday episodes. We're not going to be back until Tuesday next week because we have a very special uh, show planned on Tuesday. 3.15 p.m., Don and I are going to go live from Frisco, Texas, from the Toyota Center or Toyota Stadium up there in Frisco. We're going to do a live UTSA special as they're going to be uh, getting ready to play Marshall in the Frisco Bowl that tips off or kicks off, excuse me, at 8 o'clock. So we'll be live at 3.15. Don and I, we have an exclusive sit-down with Jeff Trailer where he, he got really emotional talking about his guys and talking about his favorite coffee orders, you know, how, how important this would be to win the uh, – the Frisco Bowl and all that stuff. Didn't you? I, J- Jeff Trailer kind of took me by surprise. He's not just like a black coffee guy. Really? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think like he's just like straight black coffee? Yeah, because he's always like so bold. And so I think he, you know, has that boldness in him to just straight, yeah, straight no. black coffee. No, wow. man. He's, he's, he likes the cream in there, man. He likes, the, he likes the vanilla sweet cream. 
cold brews. So he's not like a pumpkin spice cold brew type of guy. I didn't ask him that. I didn't didn't want him to kill me. <laughs> but yeah, we talked to, we talked to uh, Jeff Trailer, so we'll have a nice special on Tuesday. Everybody, tune in for that. That's going to be really fun. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be back on Thursday. And then after that, off for Christmas week, and we'll be back in the new year. So only two more episodes after today. Uh, before 2024 kind of crazy that 2024 is only like two weeks away literally (laughs) but all right let's get to uh the spurs so as much as i don't want to talk about them i we kind of have to um so the spurs are historically bad and uh this is coming into a season that we thought they were going to be a lot better than they were last year apparently they're a lot worse even though they're a lot more talented so um at this point at what point do you have to get to as a spurs fan Uh to where you're just like I'm so over it. Like, at what point is the season just done? Like, do you still care right now? Like, they're I mean, they're I, three and twenty. I mean, I do care, and I do have my frustrations because I know this team's capable of doing what they can. And you add a better talent. You saw them do, you know, with lesser talent, more wins. You saw more wins in the in the win column last year. So it kind of frustrates me what's going on. I couldn't tell you or pinpoint what's the specific thing we need. I know some people can point that we need trade to start. Oh, we need this guy to sit to the bench. But, I mean, I don't truly know what's going on. The only thing that I got going that's good for me is, like, seeing that Wimby's growing, he's learning. It's going to be going through these growing pains, and I feel like he understands that, which is very, you know, optimistic about me because I'm like, what if Wimby's, like, gets tired of it and he wants to leave? But he's not that type of guy to me. Um, some Spurs fans are just done with it. I can understand. It's 18 games, you know, 10, 10 away from the record. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, it's just like – so. <laughs> No matter how bad you are, you uh-huh. can usually fall into a win yeah. at some at oh, some point. But the the fact that they've lost eighteen in a row and the way they've lost so many uh-huh. with so many games, it looks like they're not even competing through three quarters. Like I'm just going to take Wednesday for example. Uh-huh. I was there. They looked horrible for through three quarters. They they couldn't do uh-huh. anything. And then in the fourth quarter happened. They're like, maybe we should try now. <laughs> and then they came back and almost won that game against the Lakers. Obviously, no LeBron on that one, yeah. sadly. But I tweeted at him. I tried to get him to play, but he still didn't want to. Um, he, he didn't play, and they still almost came back and won. And Wemby went for, I think it was 30 and 13 yep. and six assists and five blocks. And he really took it to Anthony Davis in the fourth after Anthony Davis destroyed him for three quarters. Yeah. Like, Anthony Davis killed him for three quarters uh-huh. dunked on him once too it was wild but you look at games like that and you're like why can't you play like the fourth quarter all the time yeah and they just can't they or they do not have the ability to put together four good quarters of basketball that are enough to win a game no of course and i and that's what that's what frustrates me because i mean i want to see the spurs when i hate seeing them lose and i get some people want to see them lose get a higher draft pick but it's very annoying so done with draft picks yes and i feel like i'm like we're becoming into okc you know we're gonna hit eventually but eventually you got to turn those picks into quality players and i'm not saying we should blow it all up and trade for veterans this and that but we need to get some help for our wimby and i think at a half point at the halfway point if we're still somehow on like a really long 40 game losing streak then of course then i'm going to be frustrated and just kind of done with the spurs not really done with the Spurs, but it's kind well, of it's like in general. At, at a certain point, they they lost and got draft picks for Devin Vassell. Yep, they lost and got draft picks for Kelton Johnson. They lost and got draft picks for Jeremy Sohan. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point are we just like do something? Yeah, and I, you know, like we can't just draft. I'm saying we the Spurs just can't draft another player and be like, yeah, maybe he'll help. Yeah, and I think I think it's going to be some very hard discussions of what's going to come out after the season. Is we're going to see some of our favorite players possibly get moved. If I'm a betting man, I would say Keldon would be likely one. I think picks. he's going to be gone by by the trade 
deadline. And yeah, and I talked about with my talked about that earlier um, with some of my friends. That I feel like Keldon and maybe some picks get allocated to get a guy that's either up and coming or a proven player just to get Wimby the really that help. Because I mean, a lot of teams are just doubling, and they know Wimby's the true threat besides. Maybe Vassell, arguably, but I mean, it's just Wimby out well, there. Well, we know Vassell's not going anywhere. He yeah, just signed yeah. the new contract. Zach Martin, or Zach Martin, Zach Collins isn't going anywhere. Yep. Uh, the guys you are can, can and probably will trade are Doug McDermott. Yep. Trey Jones just resigned. He's not going anywhere. Devontae Graham. Uh, Devontae Graham's probably going to be gone. Yep. Uh, Keldon's probably going to be gone. Besides that, who else are you moving? Jeremy? I mean,. I mean I don't think they. I think they're. I don't early. think they're ready to give up yeah, on Jeremy. Yeah, it's too yet. early on Jeremy, and given the dedication of what Pop was doing with Jeremy, he's not ready to move on from him yet. I feel like he didn't really fit that point guard role. He's more of a point forward, and he still has his ceiling this high. And I feel like he hasn't even touched it yet. I mean, I imagine that maybe Seti gets moved. I mean, it's not really. Chetty's going to get moved. Yeah, for sure. it's not really a big. Uh, you're not getting a lot of return back for that, but I mean. I mean, but what do you? That's what. That's my point. Like, what yeah. are you getting? You're getting more draft picks. Yeah. Yahoo! Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like no, what are yeah. you getting? What are you getting for Chetty Osman? Maybe a late first rounder in 2028, 2029. Maybe a maybe a second rounder next year. The infamous cash considerations. Yeah, cash considerations. Cool. That's gonna help Wemby. <laughs> like Wemby's so phenomenal, and that's the that's the part that's hard about this is that you see him and he's doing all he can, yep. and he just needs some freaking help. And then you have Keldon who went off the other night, and it was in a losing effort, and it just. I, it's it's so frustrating because I don't know how to pinpoint exactly why they're playing badly, but it all comes back to effort, and their effort through four quarters is not the same and isn't good enough. Yep. So I have one question down here. We hear about we've heard about it this year all the time mm-hmm. with uh, Bill Belichick and the New England uh, and the New England Patriots. Excuse me. This being his last season, despite winning six Super Bowls, like when do you cut ties? I mean, obviously the Patriots since uh, Brady left haven't been great. The Spurs since they lost everybody haven't been great. When do you cut ties with Pop? When is this Pop's fault? When is this Brian Wright's fault? When is this everybody's fault in the front office and not just the players on the court? When do when do Spurs fans finally get to that point where they're like, you know what, Pop's got to do something here, or we have to do something about him? And I think that I think. It's now. I mean, for me, I mean, I I don't think it's necessarily Brian Wright's fault because, I mean, he's doing his best after the whole Kawhi situation and he ended up getting – and Damari and he ended up getting Wimby from what it is. But I think it's Pop's situation uh, – Pop's problem dilemma because he has to adjust to the new game. I mean, I get it. You know, Pop's the most winningest coach. But there becomes a point of, you know, when is Pop going to be held accountable? I mean, he he's such in a hierarchy in San Antonio with the Spurs, and, and as he should – but, I mean, he has to be held accountable as well. I mean, it's kind of hard to push him out. He's done so much for the franchise itself. But, I mean, even if you try to push him out, who's going to come in and just change the culture right away? And are they even going to want to do that? So, I don't think that anything that he's going to be gone. I don't think that, yeah, like, course. I don't think they're going to get rid of Pop even if he loses 40 or 60 games the next three years. I really don't. But what I think I want to see from Pop is what we saw in the last 20 years in him actually getting on people i'm so sick of after a game him being like i just hope something breaks right for these guys yeah i just hope i just like i feel so bad for these guys this that and the other it's like no get on someone's ass man like yell scream do something like i'm so sick of him just yep that was a really good effort through three quarters i just want something to break right for these guys they're doing their best they're really trying yeah good job nice job pooping yeah like what are you what are you doing yeah yell at a guy scream at a guy do something yeah he needs to and and 
maybe he does that behind the closed doors, and I feel like he's taking more of a, you know, kind of a peace-minded approach now lately because the kids are so young. But I think in time he needs to, you know, eventually really get these kids and teach them a lesson. It's not like he's, you know, going to berate them the whole time and just say, you suck, this and that. He's teaching them a lesson. He needs to show them, like, he actually cares. And he does, you know, somberly. But, I mean, he's uh, Here's the thing. If he walks up to him and says they suck right now, he's right. Yep. They do suck. Yeah. So, I mean, like, get just do something. Like, someone has to do something to break this losing streak. You're playing the Lakers again tonight. You're probably getting your ass kicked because LeBron's playing tonight. So, okay, got the schedule right here. You lose to the Lakers. Uh-huh. Okay, you're at home on Sunday. Did they beat the 12, 13 and 12 Pelicans? I don't think so. Uh-uh. Okay, there's 20. You're at the Bucks. That's a loss. You're at the you're at the Bulls. Maybe you can win that. Because Levine would still be out, correct? Levine might still be still be out, but the Bulls have their own issues. So that's yeah. that's winnable. You're at the Mavericks. That's a loss. You're home to the Jazz for maybe your 24th loss in a row. You can win that game. Yep. You're at the Blazers twice. You have to win one of those. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And that, But then if you lose both of those games at the Blazers, you have a back-to-back. Then you're home to the Celtics on New Year's Eve. That's a loss. That's a loss. So you're going to go two whole calendar months without a win? Yeah. Like, someone has to do something. Like, I don't know what it is. I'm not smart enough to know what it is. I'm only smart enough to see that there is a problem. Yeah. But someone has to do something, whether that's Wemby, whether that's Keldon, whether that's Brian Wright, whether that's R.C. Buford, whether that's Pop. I don't know. Someone has to do something because the next 10, I see a 1 in 9 Do you think, at this point. Do you think next year when we talk about this, we're going to be hitting the record or beating it? This record? Yes. God, I hope not. I hope not either. If we – if the – if the Spurs come back and lose 18 in a row again next year, that'll be the third season in a row they've had a they've had a losing streak of 16 or more. I quit. <laughs> quit. <laughs> I'm done talking about them. <laughs> All right, so let's get to something that's a little funnier. Um, so Ayo Desunmu, he's a uh, he played at Illinois. He's a point guard for the Bulls. Every so often, you see someone with a stat line that mm-hmm. just drops your jaw, whether it's good or bad. Ayo Desunmu. Um, on Monday, he played 26 minutes in an NBA game for the Bulls. He is now the third person, third player in NBA history who logged zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks in a full game in his in more than 26 minutes of play. <laughs> My question is, if you were to get 26 minutes of run in an NBA game, could you do better than that? And what would your stat line be? 26 minutes. 26 minutes. I'm giving you 26 minutes to go do something. Um, I'm dropping three points, and they're all going to come from free throws because I'm going to get my my shot blocked, or I'm just going to be passing and hopefully praying that a, praying something stole, goes in. Something goes in, or if someone passes me deep, I'm just going to launch it up. But I get three points, and I'll probably go like one for nine shooting. One for, not, you're getting nine shots up in an NBA game? I, I'm, just gonna, I'm, just, I'm just going to yank them up. Brother. From half court or what? No, I'm just gonna yank it up. You know, every time I get it. I mean, if we're, uh, you didn't tell me what type of team I'm on, I could be on the on the, the worst team in the NBA, which arguably the Spurs, and they could just give me minutes just because. I mean, <laughs> you're not getting nine shots up in an NBA game. He got six. Yeah. He missed all of them, but he was just there for a good time. Uh-huh. I think if I was to get in an NBA game, I would get I would score two points and I'd commit six fouls. I, I would get one shot. I would probably get like three shots up. Only one of them would count because I'd get fouled on two of them, I'm sure. I would flail and do something to where I can at least get two free throws. And now 
I would get six fouls because there's no way I'm staying in front of anybody. And there's yeah. no way I'm going to block out, what, Wemby? Okay. That's a loose I, ball I, foul I, waiting I, to happen. I feel like you, you would get a rebound out, bounce your way. I mean, you're pretty tall. I might have one rebound. You're pretty – one one will get lucky, bounce your way, and then, like, you'd be like, all right. I'd just... be I'd be like Dewan Blair. Yeah, like he, see? Like, he couldn't shoot at all. He was out there playing with no ACLs, but he was just so fat that he could block people out and, like, such a good rebounder. That's what I would do. I would I would get it under the basket, and I'd pump fake and just pray to God someone jumps. <laughs> we're just gonna be like yeah we already know this guy's moving. <laughs> please <laughs> i would have to perfect the dirk fade away but yeah what a stat line zero 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 and zero in 26 minutes of play he came out and scored like 25 Is the other night tony snell the other one tony snell i think tony snell's one i, 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 I forgot who the third one i, I could have sworn i've been pj tucker recently but maybe he didn't play a full game but no he didn't play he didn't play enough he didn't yeah. play 26 i know minutes. he did have zero 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 and he got people were laughing yeah that was him. in like 17 18 minutes but yeah still it's like how do you go out there for an nba game you're one of 10 people on the court and you don't have like you don't have anything that happens you don't have any ball that that comes your way you're not good enough to get to the free throw line you, you don't get an assist like i want to see how many high fives he had that's what i want he has nice shoes though and a nice haircut. He does not have a nice haircut. Just a little edge up, you know, here and there. <laughs> Dude does not look good. Um, I like I I though I covered him in in Champagne uh, when I was working in Springfield. So he's a, he's a nice kid. I was just like, what the hell is this stat line? We're like, really, dude? Zero, 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 zero. Like, what are you doing? It's crazy because coming out of the draft, a lot of people were hype him, and a lot of I was a good player. And a lot of Spurs fans wanted him. I mean, I was real hype about him too. I was like, okay, he'd be a good three and D guy, you know. But he stayed home though. He stayed with the Bulls. He played in, played in yeah. Champagne. He's from Chicago, so it was a good thing that he went to went to the Bulls. But anyway, like. That's besides the point. The only point is, like, you got to at least get a board or something. You yep. know, like, make yourself useful. Stop just, he was just there for a good time, man. He was just yeah. like, you know what? I'm just here so I don't get fined. Um, let's get to the Cowboys real quick. So, Cowboys, Bills, Sunday, 325 in Buffalo. Cowboys coming off of the monstrous win over the Eagles, in which they dominated in every facet of the game especially in their kicking game a 45 50 59 and 60 yarders by the best kicker in the league brandon aubrey right now by percentage at least mm-hmm. um the bills coming off a huge win controversial win over the chiefs sorry jordan um about that Kadarius tony uh, apparently has too big of a shoe size and had to uh get that called back on him so um obviously the bills won against the chiefs they're coming off a huge win the bills pretty much have to win out to make the playoffs or, yeah, or at least win uh the afc east the cowboys have to win out to keep pace with the um eagles who have a cupcake of a schedule over oh, the next four weeks started. the seahawks the giants twice and the cardinals so the bills are favored by two and a half points the over under set at 50 and a half it's supposed to be really rainy it's supposed to be really windy it is a turf fields which dak plays better on but how's this game gonna go it's gonna come down to the cowboys establishing that run game you know it hasn't really necessarily been there the cowboys have been real reliant on their passing game but i mean given the conditions it's going to be really hard to air it out necessarily but i feel like it's going to come down to them establishing the run game they you've seen some sparks and some uh bursts from pollard and and rico and then they mentioned up and using some end arounds with cd brandon Cooks, and turpin but necessarily i think it's going to come down to that and Dak just proven he can win on the road. I mean, Dak statistically is worse on the road, but um, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun game. I'm real excited about this. I always like when the Cowboys play the Bills necessarily, but it's gonna be a real good game. You see, real quick, sorry to um, 
go to a different topic. Do you see Kellen Moore was not named the interim head coach? I did see that. I was real surprised. I was telling like, Dez. How bad does he have to I be? I was telling Dez, I was like, oh, interim coach, Kellen Moore gets his audition, and then I, he doesn't get it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right, so when it comes to this game, though, the, the Cowboys are – I'm concerned about the game for a couple of reasons. One, the Bills are good, obviously. Yep. Uh, they've turned it around since firing uh, Ken Dorsey um, and, and instituting Joe Brady, who is the mastermind behind the Joe Burrow LSU offense. Uh, when they won the national championship, one of the best college football teams of all time back in 2019. Um, I think that that the Cowboys need this win more than the Bills do. Uh-huh. I think that they'll win it, but we've seen how much of a different team the Cowboys are on the road. Yep, They're 3-3 three and three on the road. They've lost all three of them. The, the Philly game, they played the best, obviously. Uh-huh. They did not play well against the Cardinals early in the season, but I, I kind of chalk that up to them like their offense really not getting it gelling yet. Mm-hmm. They underestimated the Cardinals. Like everybody underestimated <laughs> the Cardinals. We still underestimate the Cardinals because the Cardinals do suck. Um, and then they lost to the Niners. And the Niners, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. Like the Niners are the best team in the league, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, um, But they're 3-3 three and three on the road. They only score 23 points per game on the road compared to nearing 40 at home. They're 7-0 and and scored like 39.7 points at home per game. So they're just a vastly different team. If it is rainy, if it is windy, I think that plays into the Bills' favor even more yep. because of their run game and Josh Allen's ability to run. Dak Prescott can run, but not through defenders like yeah. Josh can. And I think this will be a test for the for the air attack. I mean, Dak Prescott hasn't really played um, outside in bad conditions yet this year. He's a dome guy. He's kind of like Jared Goff. They, they play at home. They play well at home. And so – you have Dak, who has, is having the best season of his entire career, mm-hmm. is the favorite to win the MVP. This is going to be a test. Can he throw that that seam ball to Brandon Cooks right up the middle down the hash in 20-mile-an-hour gusts? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Can he throw the the crosser to Cavante uh, Turpin through the, through the wind, 20, 30-mile-an-hour 30 winds? I don't know. We'll see. But it's also going to be a test for the run game because the Cowboys' run game has been atrocious. Oh, yeah. It's been horrible. I think they finally found something to make Tony Pollard the lightning again and not the thunder. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're, they're asking Rico to now to be the thunder, which is smart because I think they realized that last year's run game was better because they had Zeke. They had somebody to take the load off of Tony, and Tony's not that bell cow back. I think we've all learned that now. Yep. Uh, so I think that the run game is getting better, but you're going to have to run the ball in this game. And if you don't have 150 yards rushing out, I do not think they win. No, yeah, and then, you know, going off that, too, I think it's going to come down to the defense for the Cowboys. I mean, you're facing arguably the best quarterback you've seen this season with Josh Allen, who, you know, a lot of people, you know, have been doubting this year. But, I mean, he's still one of the top guys, elite guys, and his run, his legs just make him a more dangerous weapon. I mean, you saw it just last season when Jalen Hurts beat them with their legs. Now you have to watch Josh Allen. Who's going to be spying on Josh Allen? You know, it's going to be interesting and fun to watch when you see Micah versus Josh Allen. But, I mean, you know, two of the best players at the positions. Um, but I think it's really going to, as you mentioned, it's going to come to the running game. I I think the Cowboys are going to pull it out in this one. Um, but their next games after that is going to be a real gauntlet for them. I mean, they they just have a gauntlet of a schedule. Yep. Total. I mean, they're going to they're gonna lose at least one of the next three. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. They, I mean, they play at the Buffalo, they play at the Dolphins, and then they play home to the Lions on, on two days before New Year's. Yeah. I think it's on the 30th, Saturday the 30th. They're going to lose one of those. Yeah. I think I, they lose one of the next two. I don't know which one it is. If I had to make a guess, it would be the Dolphins. I don't know, though, because the Dolphins are – I told I told Don and Chuck this the other day. The Dolphins are a paper tiger. Uh-huh. We saw that on on, or on Monday. Like, 
if they're out and as injured as they are, they're losing Teron Armstead right now. Tyree kills yeah. hurt. Tua just doesn't seem right like he did in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is in shambles right now. And he was getting he was really, really well protected in those first six, seven games. And now he's actually getting hit a little bit and it's throwing off the entire rhythm of yeah. that offense. And so when you see that, I think that they could win next week. I think this is their toughest test, is this yeah. week. So I I don't know. I don't know if they win or lose. I, I think if I had to guess or bet on it, which I probably will, uh, I would take the Cowboys, uh-huh. but I don't feel good about it. I mean, yeah, I respect that. I just feel like, you know, even though all those injuries with the Dolphins, you know, going to that real quick, it's Tyreek Hill just scares me. I mean, you know, an MVP candidate at his position and just what he does to stretch the floor. I mean, the Cowboys' safeties are not going to match up with Tyreek Hill, and then having to see Deron Bland or Gilmore go against that speed it scares me a lot. Um, but with the Bills, too, it's also, it's also going to be fun to watch Diggs. You know, Stefan Diggs, I wish his brother was still playing because I wanted to see them match up against each other, which mm-hmm. would have been amazing. But Diggs versus Bland this this week is going to be interesting to watch. But if I if I still had to go, like I mentioned, I'd still go with the Cowboys. I think one person that's going to shine this game is Jake Ferguson, who's had a breakout season. But Zach's going to look for him on those checkdowns because, I mean, he's not going to be airing it out. And Jake Ferguson can hold his own and prove that, you know, he's a dog. I mean, he saw last game. This guy's just balling out of, out of control. So... I still, I'm still going to ride with the Cowboys, but I'm just hoping I don't bite my tongue. I'm more kind of concerned about the fantasy playoffs right now, Matt. <laughs> yeah, you're going to lose to my wife. I hope I don't. She got 26 points last night somehow from the Raiders' defense. So, How, did that hurt? Oh, it definitely hurt when I when I saw the score. I was like, wow. I thought, and I thought she had the Chargers' defense, and I was like, oh my god, thank God Jordan played it. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. You can't lose to Jordan, man. Come on. We'll see. <laughs> I have every confidence in you, Jar. Um, no, I don't. Um, sticking with the Cowboys real quick. Mike McCarthy says he expects Stevon Gilmore, Brandon Cooks, Jalen Tolbert to do more today after missing missing Thursday with an illness. Expects them to be ready for Sunday. Malik Hooker took part in a Friday walkthrough and is encouraged by that status too. Uh, I'm a little concerned about the in, about the the uh, illness bug because obviously we saw Micah on Sunday. He looked gassed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he said he had like a 102 103 104 fever or something like that when he woke up Sunday morning was taking all the drugs and fluids he could to play that uh ball game and he played well but still uh, I'm a little concerned that everyone's getting sick right yeah, now and that it started there. with Micah something's going around right now it's bad like dude they gotta they gotta like fumigate that building or something get the demons out like <laughs> we can't can't some, have that on some stage <laughs> yeah <laughs> burn some incense or something like so, Oh, <laughs> got to get those guys out of there. But, um, yes, as far as the fantasy playoffs go, um, number one seed in our work league, I would just like that to be known. Uh, I've won 10, I've won 10 straight games. Uh, I started out 0 and 4, now 10 and 4, overtook everybody because I'm basically the greatest. I will sign autographs if anybody needs one. It's right. I'm going to beat you. No worries. You got to beat my wife first. She's like yeah. my bodyguard. She handles, she handles it first, and I'll pick up the scraps after. <laughs> um, <clears throat> So that's all we got for today's Friday edition of the Seizure Cleats Podcast. Real quick, I want to shout out Ray Corona, um, one of our dedicated listeners. He sent me a really nice email uh, about our Wednesday episode. It was really, really great. It says he listens uh, and downloads, subscribes every day. Uh, so I, it's much appreciated, Ray. Gave me a little bit of uh, feedback on the Davenport, uh, Smithson Valley kind of feeder schools and how to kind of classify all those guys. So as a transplant to San Antonio, very helpful when the locals will give go. me a little bit of a heads up because I, I know I – 
Don't know everything. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping uh, Spitzen Valley wins this uh, tomorrow. Tonight? Or tonight, tonight. I'm tonight? hoping they win against Alito. Yep, tonight, 7 o'clock, uh, Alito against Smithson Valley. It's gonna, they're going to have their hands full, man. The, Alito is a, liter, literally a factor. Going for their 12th championship? This was Yes, this will be their 12th if they win against Smithson Valley in the last uh, 24 years. Jeez. Pretty nice to win half of the state championships that you get to. Yep. Actually, I think all of them, the ones that they get to, I don't think they've actually ever lost a, a state championship they might have lost one i could be saying that wrong but i don't think they've ever gotten to one and lost Mm -hmm. i think they've actually won almost all of them and about half of them are blowouts too like almost all of them are like 30 point games do you know i don't know maybe you know do you know trailer ever faced alito when he was at gilmer i don't know that actually i know that trailer's there yeah trailer's up there with the with the utsa boys right now and the utsa uh uh, coaching staff they flew up a donor gave them a private jet use of a private jet to get up there because it's utsa practice this morning then trailer and his coaches uh took the private jet up to dallas real quick or up to arlington real quick and they're now uh watching all the games i actually got the the, uh tyler chapel hill game recording in the other room there you go tyler chapel is getting their butts kicked um all right guys that's it we are. That's it for the Friday edition of the Sneakers Cleats Podcast. Remember to download, rate, review, subscribe, just like our friend Ray Corona does. Give us a five-star rating. Tell a friend. Tell an enemy. We'll be back on Tuesday. Live show from Frisco, Texas, y'all. Tune in. We will have it on all of our social medias, on News 4, Fox 29. I'll share it. Rocky will share it. Uh, Ethan will share it. He's back there. Hi, Ethan. Um, so we will have everything live on Tuesday. Great uh, interview from uh, Jeff Trailer. then. Good luck to Smithson Valley tonight. Until then, have a great weekend. Go Cowboys. Go Broncos. Birds See up. you then. Birds up. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.